What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, sir. Welcome back to another episode of the Trapper Dive Podcast, man. I'm your host, Molly Mall. Coach Maul, Hen Dog Maul, man, welcome in, everybody. Uh, we are brought to you as well by Hogs Haven SB Nation's blog site, man. You catch all of our content, our podcast, our episodes, conversations from the podcast on the website as well, as well as you can follow everything Watch Ten Commanders on Hogs Haven. Um, administrative items before we check in with AJ. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we didn't even start yet, Kevin. Oh my goodness. Uh, um, but uh, before we check in with AJ, man, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button if you're just checking in. Um, if you're on the YouTube, I mean, if you're on the podcast side of things, whichever way you are listening, make sure you hit that follow button. Uh, and make sure you leave us with a rating and review. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, as always, um, I think last time we talked, uh, I told you I appreciate it. Uh, the ones that have been flowing and somebody left a review. I'm going to shout them out, man. Sports Pops. Uh, try it for real football fans. Uh, gave us a five-star rating. Many shows for real football fans. No kidding. Listen, subscribe, enjoy. It's for Washington football fans and real football fans. Shout out to uh, Sports Pops for the All-32 side. Shout out as well. Um, AJ, what's going on with you, player? How you feeling, bro? 
cooling, cooling about to fry this, uh, this Kevin Robinson soon because I ain't even say a word about Sam Howell today, last week, the other day. But I'm about to cook his little ass real quick. <laughs> hey man, look, man, you got tar- you got a target on your back. You guys, you got a target on your back, brother. You know what I'm saying? It is, it is what it is. But you, you're not lying. You, you didn't say anything. You actually, you actually. First off, you got compliments um in the comments post show about uh about you giving your 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 credit to to how. So I, I look, you're not lying. You 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 was off his back for a little bit, man. But they on your ass. They gonna be on. You know they gonna be on your ass all seventeen games too. Hey, we gonna we gonna be right back at it in what two weeks from now? Oh yeah, yeah two weeks from now. So uh, what, I hope they got? I hope they keep Push that me. same energy. Seven. One, gonna, two, three. Kevin gonna need that little lime green shirt once the <laughs> season start rolling in. Uh, we got eleven more days to the game, man. Put, Monty, we gonna put him on the spotlight. Hey, spotlight. <laughs> hey, Kev, check in, check in post game, bro. You know we we here uh, right after the game is over, man. Monty, appreciate you checking in. Pedro, what's going on with you, player? Appreciate you checking in, big dog for sure. Uh, Marcus, what's up, family? Jabril Cox is an underrated signing on the practice squad. Um, that's an interesting one because uh, I actually I've been I think we've been saying it on the show for a couple weeks. Um, I feel like there needs to be a contingency plan for. Uh, Cody Barton. Somebody tried to tell me that he was the backbone of the defense in Seattle last year. I didn't respond to him, um, but I did read the comment. Uh, I, I don't agree with that, and there was actually a reason why they let him go. Um, and <laughs> and Ron and, and, and company decided to take a chance on him. So um, I, I was a little skeptical of, of his abilities after watching him in preseason and, and seeing or hearing why, you know, that that uh, off-season playing with the twos and threes, I'm starting to I'm, – it starts to make sense. <laughs> that's that's what I'm starting to see when it comes to Cody Barton. Uh, but, yes, we're going to monitor Jabril Cox, man. He signed up to the practice squad. Washington claimed him or, or picked him up after, I guess, the waivers cleared and everything. Um, AJ and is, is finally back from his hiatus too, man. Before we before we get into the football, uh, how was your, uh, your month stay um, away from the United States? First off, how is that? I've, I've done two weeks. I ain't done no month. Man, uh, I never did it before until now. It was a, uh, it was challenging sometimes, but for the most part, it was good. Like good vibes, good energy. Ran into, uh, matter of fact, ran into some people from the DMV area the other day too. So like, yeah, it it, it was love, man. I'd do it again. Yeah, that was a college thing for me, brother. I, I know one thing. One thing for sure, though, like you, well, at least for me, I, I don't know about for you. Um, I learned, uh, I went to Brazil for two weeks, bro, and I learned Portuguese like two or three days in. I learned the most important words of Portuguese, and I knew it for the rest of my time there. And like a month later, when I got home, a month after I got home, I, I forgot everything that I learned. Like, I think it was a survival trait just to just to make sure that I knew what I needed to know while I was out there. Yeah, it sounded like uh those those words was coming in <laughs> was coming in handy while you was out there. But uh yeah, I mean Portuguese is definitely different. I got my my friend actually I need to call her today's her birthday. She's celebrating her birthday in uh, Rio right now. But yeah, man, it's uh I I I wasn't really picking up on much, man, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, hey, Pedro, we went to uh, um, Sao Paulo 
uh, for two weeks, man. Um, a couple, a few years. Oh, it's about to be. It's 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 about to be ten years uh, soon. Um, but yeah, we went to we went to Brazil when I I mean uh, Sao Paulo and work when I went to Morgan State for a little study abroad trip, man. That's what's up though. Wow. What parts What parts you from, Pedro? Dre, what's going on with you, player? How you feeling, man? Appreciate you checking in, dog. What's up, fellas, man? I'm happy to be here. Like I said, man, this is the what? We finished with the cuss. We ready for the season now? Lamo days, brother. Lamo days. (laughs) (laughs) Jay Tyler checking in. What's going on with you, big dog? Um, All right. Let's go ahead and get into the show, man. Um, I think uh, for us, this is more of an open show. Uh, We have cuts. We had a couple of news items that came out um over the past couple of days uh and the final 53 is set uh fellas for for me um I, we can start with the final 53 and then we can talk about any other lingering topics around the commanders i mean they obviously jabril cox was a a big name um and then in in retrospect or, or in correlation we'll talk about the practice squad within this conversation as well so we'll, we'll just dive into it um what do we think about the, the roster being set, how it was set uh, for Darian Mathis ends up going on IR. Um, and I think the way they played it because he didn't go on IR before the cuts, I would assume that he's on the four he, or he's eligible for the four week return. Yeah. They said short term, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just seen IR, yeah. but I, I'd imagine he, he's eligible for the mm-hmm. short term IR. Um, Kaz Allen, I'm mean, excuse me, Mitchell Tinsley makes it over Kaz Allen. Dax Milne stays on. Um, I was in Houston over the weekend. I didn't, I saw the, the, the game on film, um, but I didn't see the game in real time. But but hearing it and and seeing how things played out for, for both both parties on that receiver side, not surprising. Um Kaz Allen was only set if he can really finish all three games strong, and he wasn't able to do that. But he did make the practice squad, which is good to keep him around. Same thing as Bryson Tremaine. Um, but but really happy for Mitchell Tinsley. And honestly, for Mitch, who may have an elevated role in week one because of Terry McLaurin's lingering toe injury, um, turf toe, uh, he may be able to show out a little bit earlier than people anticipated. Uh, I'll stop there because I'm sure there's more meat on the bone that we can talk about when it comes to this roster. But I'll give you all the floor in terms of your thoughts. Uh, what are you all thinking about uh, this the, the the initial 53 man roster? Uh, I mean, I mean, just to jump in there real quick because we uh kind of quickly touched touched on Jabril Cox being added to the to the practice squad. I, I think they get a, a linebacker that I compare to like uh, poor man's. Uh, Deion Jones can run sideline to sideline, not the greatest off uh, coming off the blocks, but uh, pretty damn solid in, in pass coverage. And that's going back to his college tape and some of his Cowboys tape. Uh, but overall with the 53, I mean, pretty much there was no, there was no surprises on who made the team. Uh, no surprises on who got cut. Um, yeah, I, I think it's it pretty much aligned with what I was thinking as far as the, the roster construction. Uh, overall, you don't really see this personnel um, go in and, and make the trades. You, you've seen a lot of trades happen in the last couple of days, uh, whether it be kickers, linemen, <laughs> cornerbacks. The kickers was whatever. weird, bro. I've never seen them like that before. Yeah, I've never seen that um, myself, but – 
at the end of the day, like I said, no real surprises. You would probably like for them to to add another tight end there, uh, but didn't see that happen today. I always have been a fan of Devin Asiasi uh, coming out of UCLA. Uh, he's kind of been bouncing around a little bit here. With uh, He got drafted by the Patriots. Yeah. yeah, and then I think he was with uh, Cincinnati for a little bit. I don't know who just released it. might have been Cincinnati again. But at the end of the day, you know, um, definitely ha- hasn't been any surprise with what's been going on so far as far as uh, who's on the 53 and who's on the practice squad. But those things are still kind of fluid up until week one. Yeah, like AJ said, I wasn't really surprised by anything. Um, I guess some amount of surprise was Jake Fromm, he, you know, him not being the third quarterback. I thought his play kind of warranted third quarterback, and I was actually a little surprised that someone probably didn't try to claim him just how he looked in preseason. But other than that, I mean, you know, most of the guys, they, you know, liked, I guess, and they could keep on the roster. They brought him back on the practice squad. I was happy to see Kaz Allen get there, even though he could be a little shaky. He's going to have to work on those hands big time. Um I guess one of the surprise ones that I was kind of, you know, that I looked at and said, oh, this guy made it Trent Scott, the tackle. I don't know much about him. Oh, I didn't notice him okay. much. But, yeah, he made the final 53, and I, I looked at that. I said, okay, uh, maybe I have to watch out a little bit more for him if he ever gets in the game because they must like him, you know, because they cut the other guy, Mason Brooks, who was like the star of the, you know, training camp for uh, those early days in practice when he was doing his thing in the guard. But he's back on the practice squad again. Uh, I guess another one was Jared Patterson. Jared Patterson, not, I wasn't surprised that he was cut. I was actually surprised that, you know, they cut him on the first day and they knew they weren't going to bring him back to the practice squad. So it kind of made me wonder if he's, like, not the enemy's type of running back, if he's not looking for that real small in stature type of running back. So, because, I mean, he had been in the practice squad the last couple of years, so he's gone. And then uh, the Jabril Cox thing, not sure what to make of him yet because he didn't. we didn't get to see much of him in Dallas as far as what he could do because uh, first year he got hurt, second year, he was playing behind a lot of guys in Dallas and, you know, they got rid of him. So who knows if he could still play? I, I think they're taking a chance on the talent and also, you know, maybe you get some intel on Dallas as well. So, but again, like not too many surprises, but I do want to ask you, I don't know if we're going to get into this man, like, but I know Jamal liked Fedarian Mathis, but are we calling that pick a bust yet? Like what, what are we doing? It's scary. Um, I ain't going to lie to you. And it's scary from the sense of uh, like, I think, this I think this uh move right here was more of a convenience strategic play to put him on IR because you have John Ridgeway and because you've seen John Ridgeway play for what what did he I think he played for it's 15 games last year with Washington. So like yeah. you know that you have somebody in Ridgeway um that can hold the fort until Mathis gets back. And for Washington and, and Rivera, like they love their draft picks and, and Mathis. Is going to have all the time in the world to, to, to get healthy. Um, it's going to take him some time to get in game shape because he's already missed so much time again. Um, but at the same time, once he's fully ready, he's probably going to get back in, in the lineup in a from a heavy percentage in terms of like his role in the defense. Um, but to your question specifically, um, yeah, I don't I don't know, man. Uh it's to 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 have that second round pick with so much controversy surrounding it already. I like the player. It's not about like the draft pick and the selection is is one thing in itself, but for the pick to to not work out so far because he's been hurt uh, last year for a season, this year for the first four games, man. And then and on top of that, this year you got hurt in the first preseason game. So like 
you didn't even make it through the preseason. Like that ain't good, bro. And it's and it's not going to be easy to justify him taking him over some other. I can't. I'm not even going to lie to you. My memory is a little vague right now about who was up there on the board at the time and who they chose him over. But like there were people available. I think Kobe Dean was one of them available. Okay. Everybody wanted him. I mean, a couple of offensive linemen. I know people mentioned, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, people going to look at it though. You know, that's why I said like, I mean, I'm not ready to personally go there yet because I like to give people, you know, the benefit of the doubt in a little bit of time. But as you were saying more, like I'm trying to think like when he comes back, how do they fit him into the rotation, especially if John Ridgeway, you know, he's kind of, I guess whoever, if he is who he was last year, which was a pretty decent player, you know, in the rotation, then of course you got Allen and Payne. But then again, he's always an injury away from stepping in. Those guys step out here and there. But I just don't know how much of an impact he makes when he's actually playing. And on top of that, we need to finally see him play. I'm a firm believer of like, if you ain't, look, if if the dude that's backing you up is, or in this specific instance and context, if this dude is performing well and performing really good for this, this unit, you don't need to play like you losing your job already. And, and it's impossible. What's the call? Like the Wally Pip ain't that the thing where the person lost their job because somebody was because he was uh, hurt and he never got yeah. the job. Back? Like, yeah. I believe in it. Like, and it's not it's it's unfortunate, but like, I'm not going to I'm not going to dwell over it for Darian Mathis. There's plenty of people that I, I fell in love with when I watched their tape and like some of them aren't even like getting any playing time or not. They're not even on a team right now. So. It is what it is. It's unfortunate because I really want him to work in Washington. But yeah, I mean, in my eyes, he's a bust. I, I felt that way <laughs> as soon as he got picked. Like, I, I just, I just feel like this, this, this uh, front office just picks picks guys that they really don't even need to. Like, I don't know what the true plan is. Like, it's weird. Like, if you pay attention to the second round picks under the Ron Rivera tenureship alone what you've had you've had uh sam cosby you've had Fedarian mathis and now quan uh, J- uh jatavius martin it's like these guys don't necessarily fit like it's kind of like you're you're hoping that they end up developing but you're not even providing them the tools to develop um let me ask you this question aj let me ask you this question brother you said Phil is a bust. He he ain't played no games because he's been hurt. Hey, and that's and that's why he a bust. Because so I'm glad been- you I'm glad you I'm glad you stated that. Because because listen, guess who been hurt the last two years and they've been able to get on the field, bro. <laughs> you said they hasn't been able to get on the field. Who ain't been able to get on the field? Guess who been hurt the last two years? He's been he's been on this team since 2020, and he ain't been on the field in two years. And he just he just missed time over what the preseason off a of stinger. Chase, oh, Chase Young. That's a good. Point, I'm not though. saying he a bust. Oh though. nah, you right. can't. Nah, nah, nah. I'm not nah, saying he a bust though. But but listen that's, though, that's for, not a that's not a fair comparison because we've seen we've seen Chase Young have a seven sacks. Sure, we've I mean seen, he had a we've seen, we've, we've, and he's a number two overall pick. And he's a number he's a number two overall pick. Sure, like. That's that's evident. Like you're you're getting drafted number two overall because you have elite traits. You have like, uh, I was about to use the, the the cliche term, but you have elite traits, bro. And and make no mistake, everybody in this chat, everybody that's listening to the podcast, I am not calling Chase Young a bust. But what I yes, am saying is, if the yes, theory <laughs> is that Fedarian, if Fedarian Mathis chat, is a bust chat, because yeah. he can't get on the field and he's hurt, you had Chase Young who's missed so much time off of injuries over the last two years 
because he can't get on the field off of one significant injury for Darian Mathis, who just so happened to have one significant injury last year, took him out the whole year. And for Darian Mathis this year is going to have first four games missed because he had another injury. Like that's out of their control. Well, that's I mean, out it's of their control. so how is somebody a bust because of an injury? When we know Chase Young is not a bust. We know that for a fact and, right now. And, and you notice it's layered. It's, it's not just the injuries, right? It's the fact that they took him second no, round. No, you said because he hurt, bro. You literally said that, bro. Yeah. I'm going to let you finish. Do your thing. I ain't get to finish. It's one, he's not available. Even if he was available, he wouldn't be a starter. Don't even really know how much he'd be in the rotation because really when they drafted Mathis, they thought that they were going to replace him in the starting lineup alongside Allen. Instead, Payne balled out, exceeding their expectation. They had to re-sign him due to that. So now you're talking about your second-round pick is a third, fourth rotational B tackle. Then on top of that, he was over. He was overdrafted. Even he said it himself, like had no expectation of being a second-round pick at all. He was more so looking at being a a, a third-round or possibly a fourth-round pick. But it's not just solely on the injury. It was like they could have got a better player in the second round overall. And whereas another year again with Aquan Martin, for example, we have no clue where he's going to really be playing. Like one minute I'm saying he's like listed as a cornerback. One minute I'm saying he's listed as a safety. I really don't know what's going on with him. Don't really know how much he's going to contribute throughout the season. But it's like when you're taking guys in the second, third, or fourth round, you want them to be starters on your you want you want them to be starters on your team. I know that you like Mathis, you feel me? Like, in, in most cases, I necessarily wouldn't even say that, but with the circumstances of how they drafted him and why I feel like they drafted him, they'll never come out and outright outright say it. I just feel like you're not you're not getting any production from that guy. Like, he's on the injury reserve and he played a couple snaps. I seen the couple snaps in person against the Chargers when he got hurt. And yeah, like you're pretty much going to be his 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 rookie game, his uh, his first game of his uh, career debut. Oh, the Jags against the Chargers. I thought it was the Chargers. Am I tripping? Nah, Jags last year, week one. Okay, yeah. So Jags week one, but at the end of the day, you know it is what it is. Like you hope that the guy can be productive, but even if he does get on the field, how much production is is he going to even provide you for real? Like. If we if we keep into the buck, yeah, uh, Dre, that was an excellent question. Um, I didn't know it was gonna morph into this, but I do think, like the theory theory wise, bro, there are some people in the chat who who do think that Chase Young is a bust, and, and you are titled to your opinion. I can't really disagree with that. Um, in terms of like uh, how you angle it or how you rationalize it, um, but I am one to say like injuries really do like hinder opportunities um and and it does disallow you to to really showcase what you can do on the field whether it's good or bad like the people won't know because you get hurt and and i think for for both parties for phil and for chase or for any draft pick who is unable to get on the field because they're hurt that's not the reason why somebody's a bus there's other circumstances that can make somebody a bus um and i think those are the priority factors that can that can really contribute to somebody being deemed a bust um not not necessarily somebody who was injured unless we know that they just didn't care and they weren't taking care of their bodies and they didn't care about the nfl that's that's something that you can say like all right this 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 motherfucker didn't care like that's one thing 
Um, okay, so the, oh, AJ, I hey, but but real quick, Dre asked a question, but really ain't say if he think he a bust or not. Oh, I said, I said I didn't think he was. I said I wouldn't go that okay. far that you know that soon. You know, I'm gonna at least give him until I see him on the football field because I like Maul said, I assume that he's going on short-term IR, so we're going to see him at some point. You know, granted, he stays healthy through the process. But I, I want to at least see him on the field because I haven't really noticed him on the field. Like most say he played one preseason game this year. I don't even know if he played a preseason game last year before he got hurt. Yeah, but, he, he played you know, preseason, and then he had like two snaps against the Jaguars. That's right, and I, I think he did look pretty decent from the time he was in for preseason. But, I mean, in, in any case, again – I have to see him in consistent games, man. But I don't know how long that's going to take because, like I said, he's probably going to miss the first three to four weeks of the season. And then it's going to probably take him another two to three weeks to get, like, comfortable into the rotation. So we're maybe looking at, like, mid-season before we're starting to see what Fedaria Mathis can actually do. So, but again, availability is your best ability in any league. I mean, you know, you have to be available. If you're always injured, we don't know what we have in you. But I do, I'm, I do want to see what he brings to the table because I'm sure we'll see him at some point. I don't know how Jonathan Allen's what is it? He has plantar fasciitis or whatever. Oh yeah, that could be yep. a yeah, that could be something that you know becomes a, a thing you know as the season goes on. So we may be seeing Fedaria Mathis whenever he gets healthy. But I'm going to reserve judgment on calling him a bust until I at least see him on the football field for some you know consecutive weeks. Um, so a couple more things that we actually talked about. AJ brought up Devin Asiasi. Um, and I'm, I was cool with him initially too, when he came out. Um, I don't know what's been going on in the league since he got drafted to new England. I, I honestly haven't been following him to that extent, but the reason why I bring up Asiasi isn't necessarily anything with him specifically, but the tight end position, Curtis Hodges surprised me. So I don't understand how he made the roster. Honestly, after I saw what he did against the Ravens in that game winning drive where like the ball literally touched his hands on the, the pass to from he dropped it and just had his head down. Like, I know you're disappointed in yourself, but like, I need to see better effort from you first and foremost. But, but then like, if you drop a pass, get, get your mind right for the next play. And, and personally for me, I, I, I was like, I don't understand how somebody who's having a, a inconsistent preseason to this point, uh, um, really makes the roster a tight end when you have other options out there like this the potential the athletic potential that he has like is that really that desirable that you can't look elsewhere on the waiver wire or potential cuts that that tells you that i can bring somebody else in um i don't know but that was that was the one that surprised me um trent scott you mentioned too i'll, I'll be quick with that one uh i think that's more so like a tackle thing than it is anything else. Like Trent Scott wasn't bad in, in preseason. Um, that's when I was able to notice him the most. Uh, but I don't think they wanted Cosme to to be the one that had to kick out the tackle, or um, let's say maybe a, even Sadiq Charles. They didn't want them two to be the ones to kick out the tackle. You only had what that one swing tackle and well, Cornelius weren't Lucas. They, um, weren't they trying Braden Daniels at tackle at one point? And I know they put him on a little fake uh, IR, you know, yeah. just to keep him around because he didn't look ready. So that, I mean, to me, you know, if Trent Scott makes it over him, I'm like, okay, what does this say about Braden Daniels? And is that a failed pick already in a sense? And I and I have one more. I, I did forget this. And, and, and AJ's going to, AJ, I don't understand how you didn't mention this either. How the fuck did KJ Henry make the roster? I, I think one of my main things when I saw with KJ Henry in college, like I put out a film session 
and I, I didn't show the negatives. I just had them in my I had them in my my uh my film bank. Um, but I did write them out. I wrote out the negatives. Like everything that I saw that he struggled with is what happened in the preseason. Like he was very quiet for a reason. He's undersized. Uh, it was hard for him to get off blocks. Like sure he had a uh a, a, a certain role sometimes that like he he played uh he read his reads and and and, and keyed his reads correctly um in pass run situations um or pass and run situations but bro like wasn't he wasn't really making any plays and and comparatively speaking to Andre uh who made the team how does KJ make the roster and who did they boot for KJ so, so Ma, with in KJ's case um were you advocating that they just flat out cut him or do that thing where they put you on IR because you aren't ready but they don't want to cut you I will That's really, what they do I will, honestly uh, if it was me, honestly, bro, um, I, I know how Ron Rivera and them play. Like they don't, they they want their draft picks, right? But if it was me, and I'm not, so I'm not gonna put myself in their shoes. If it was me, I'm the type of person. Like if I'm if I'm sure that or or willing to like know that I, I made a mistake, or that I know he needs more time, but I'm okay with losing him. I'm gonna go ahead and try to get him on the practice squad cut him and try to get him on the practice squad. Like, I'm not going to let him, just flat out let him go. Somebody claims him, somebody claims him. But I don't even think he was supposed to be drafted in the fifth round. Like, that's my thing. Like, he could have been drafted in the seventh. And 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 that's kind of where I'm like, how does he make the roster? Um, And, and, and that's, <laughs> I'm like, come on, bro. Like, hey, I, I guess he does I, some I, things good. Like, you can, you can scheme him to make some plays. But individually speaking, bro, he got so much, he got so many, he got so many levels to, to, to go, bro. I guess why I didn't mention it is because he was a draft pick. Every pick that they made made the roster. Like, I mean, I'm not I'm not surprised. That's just how they rock over there. And they don't want her to buy Like, because I seen KJ Henry Henry on film in college. Yeah, William Bradley no King, J Tom. There's, there's no way in hell that I would have drafted KJ Henry on my team. Cause he does nothing. Like he can't win one on one. And if you're gonna focus on scheming a guy open, you can do that with anybody. Like, I, I just don't really know what they're doing at the DN position as far as the backups, because literally no one on the roster is a natural bender. They have not one natural bender at DN. Like, all these are like, I don't, I don't understand it at all. Like, I was even kind of surprised a little bit that Two Hill made made the 53, but at the end of the day, you know. At the end of the day, these coaches like who they like. You feel me? And, yeah. and that's who they're going to keep on the roster. At the end of the day, I, I think he, I think KJ possibly gets cut during the season at some point because it's like it just doesn't make sense. But we'll, we'll find out here soon. But, you know, um, one, one last thing I wanted to kind of bring up on somebody. I saw someone in a – I think Jay Tyler mentioned Alex Armour in the comment section. And I think it's very interesting with him. I think he's going to be some, someone they kind of count on in the offense a bit, because I think Eric Bieniemy likes the fullback position, but I think what they did, which was smart 
is you cut him, you put him on the practice squad because you know they had that new rule in the NFL now where you can elevate guys on game day. So he's might be one of those guys that are going to elevate on game day and he's going to be a part of their little packages or whatever. So that's something to watch out for because they don't want to use a roster spot on a fullback. I mean, that's, you know, it's a little bit forward thinking and I think that's how it's going to go. I mean, that's just me kind of speculating, but I can see the vision in a sense just by hearing like the conversation around Armour and just what the team thinks of him. I think they're going to sneak that dude in on game day. Jay says this defense doesn't call for those kind of DNs. Um, I don't know, bro. Like, the I just think that they don't. I just guys that can get to the quarterback. I about to say, I just think that they don't have it. Like, they just they're looking for it, but they don't have it. Um, like that's that's kind of that's kind of how that works, in my opinion. I, I just like it's like certain. Like, I'm trying to remember the 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 call last year. Oh, people were saying that the. The, the defense called for the interior pass rushers to, to make plays on the quarterback. But that's just a byproduct of Deron Payne and John Allen actually just being good fucking interior tackles. Elite. <laughs> um, that's what I'm saying. Like, you need, you need the edge rushers to make plays. And it's not about keeping the quarterback in the pocket. Like, if you can get edge rushers to make plays too, who wouldn't take that? Who wouldn't? Um, And, and that's why I think – uh, side note, which we already discussed a thousand times, big years for Chase Young and um and 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 Montez Sweat. Like Montez Sweat got to close. He he got to learn how to close, and he got to learn how to make some plays against competition that's like as good as he is. Um and and start w- learning how to win majority of those matchups. Um and and that's gonna really that's gonna really take his game to the next level if he can do things like that. Um. Oh Lord Jesus, like. Come on, bro. <laughs> so for those listening to the podcast, PCC asks, based on this convo, do you have them losing 10-plus games and the defense being in the bottom half? Um, I didn't understand. I didn't I didn't recognize that this conversation was negative. I thought we were just asking. We asked yeah. about a couple players. And more so um, about death than anything. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if we offended you, brother. Um, uh, All right. How about this? I'm, I'm, I'm not sorry. How about that? <laughs> How about that? How about hey, that? Bruh. How about that? <laughs> hey, bro. Um. All right. Let's 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 actually ask this question. Um. I think is a good transition from from this negatively perceived conversation. Yeah. All right, buddy. I see you. I see you, brother. I see you, brother. Thanks for commenting and, and checking in. Um, by the way, appreciate everybody checking and make sure you hit that like button, make sure to subscribe button if you haven't done so already. Fellas, has the preseason encouraged you at all? Um, in terms of the outlook for, for Washington, uh, you don't necessarily have to give a win projection total, but more so about like have have you been um has your op- level of optimism increased or have your level of skepticism increased after watching these guys play uh in the preseason, whether it be an individual or whether it be a unit, uh, let's say the offense, or maybe even a, a Sam Howe, or maybe even an uh, Andrew Wiley or Cole Turner. Like, I'll leave it open ended for you all, um, and, and and we can start from there. I think uh, for me, uh, a little bit concerned about the first team defense. Uh, I think we've been paying so much attention to Eric Bieniemy and what he has going on offensively, and and Sam Howe that we're kind of like bypassing Jack Del Rio and having this unit prepared defensively. Um, 
that's that's one thing I will say. The the defense when it has when it's had to go against the first team offense has not looked good at all. Um, whether you want to focus on <laughs> game planning or not, like it just did not look good. Uh, but other than that, I'm just ready for regular season football to be here, man. Honestly, um, and especially when it comes to this team. You know, having these conversations with with you guys and being able to dive into, you know, what's going on weekly is going to be huge for, you know, the the fans or the people who who think I speak negatively on Sam Howe or whatever the case is. That's all I'm ready for, man. But I think the the thing that I would pinpoint is that defense. You know, I'm 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 a bit concerned how they look against the first team. I mean, for me, I, I will still, I'll still say I'm in a neutral position as far as you know the team outlook for the season. Again, I feel like this season I'm just playing with house money because we have new ownership, and like I said, this season can go two ways for me. And that's you know you go into it, you have, you know, you, you can be bad, but that's fine because everything's changing. Or you can be good, and that's fine because that's fun. It's fun to watch good football. But with that said, I mean, Sam Howell was the biggest question mark going into preseason for me. Now, he's still a question mark, obviously, but however, he's encouraging. Like, he's showing me that, you know, he can be probably at worst Taylor Heineke, <laughs> which wasn't the worst thing in the world, but, you know, wouldn't get you anywhere. But he can at least be that. But, I mean, he could be even better than that, you know. It's just he 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 definitely left me with a better feeling of him going into the season because he kept that momentum going from the end of the season. But, again, we have to watch him in regular season over a consistent basis before we draw any conclusions on Sam. But at least he's, you know – He's encouraging optimism. And then Eric Bieniemy too. I mean, I thought Eric Bieniemy, even though, like I said, you're probably not seeing the scope of what he's going to do, you know, you're seeing that he's playing with some kind of aggression. Like one of the things I like watching in preseason, like my favorite thing, you know, even in that third preseason game was, you know, at the end of a half, you may have like a minute left. In past seasons, I watched Washington go out there and pretty much lay down. I mean, even in regular season games, they're just comfortable with going into the half, you know, not going down any further or just leaving the game where it is. But Eric Bieniemy was like very aggressive. He had Jake Fromm out there, you know, going for the juggler, like, you know, let's go for some points before half. And I think that's the mentality that Eric's going to be bringing. And that's a refreshing thing to me. You know, like I said, we may not know X's and O's too much what he's going to do, but the intensity, you know, that he's bringing to the offense is really encouraging. And that's kind of bringing me up a bit as well. But I'm with AJ on the defense, like the first team defense disappointed me. Just like last preseason, they started off slow and then they started off the season slow. I mean, as a matter of fact, the last two seasons, the defense has started out really slow. I mean, you, they're giving up record yards in certain games. So they're supposed to be a lot better this year. I mean, you know, just because people say there's so many years into the system now. But are they going to start slow? That it, It's a real concern. I mean, luckily, we kind of play the Cardinals, you know, week one, because that'll give you a good gauge of, you know, at least the fact that, you know, maybe they can, you know, because the Cardinals starting with Josh Dobbs or uh, Clayton Toon, whatever that guy's name is. But, you know, those are guys that shouldn't go out there and start fast in your defense. So it could be a good tone setter going forward if they are. But, I mean, it is some concerns there that they usually start slow. Um, For me, I, I think – the offense is um, – I'm actually pretty impressed, and I think it starts with being to me. Um, I think what we were able to see in preseason doesn't even – like the, the level of coordination and like uh, – uh, what's the word? Um, understanding, I guess, from the players 
from even from the offensive line to the quarterback to the receivers, like understanding how to to work this pass game concept and even from the ground game, uh, like understanding how they were able to to really help uh, create lanes for these uh, for the running backs. Um, I, I think that uh, this is something where I'm not necessarily sure you're looking at a a very potent offense, but I think that you'll see a, a drastically better performing offense in the regular season. Like you're not going to see a, a team that looks completely lost or without structure or without a game plan. Um, and I mean, obviously technically last year, their game plan was just run the damn ball no matter what. Um, <laughs> once they figured out they couldn't pass for second, they, they figured out that Wentz wasn't, wasn't really nothing. Um, and highly he couldn't really push the ball down the field. Um, but for Washington this year, I think what's going to be different and what's better for them is 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 it starts with the enemy. Um, you're going to see tempo. Um, you're going to see a a, a faster uh, uh, paced offense in the sense of getting out of the huddle quicker, so they can get to the line, get to the line quicker, um, and communicate everything that they need to communicate. Um, and then like I think that even the enemy's teachings, like you're you're able to see that come out in the preseason. Obviously, things are going to get a little bit harder in, in, the, in the regular season because when it comes to game planning, you can you can scheme up a little bit more defensively. You can you can disguise a little bit more. You can uh, be late on your rotations. You can you can roll your coverage to a to a uh, to a way that maybe a rookie or a quarterback starting his second game ever never seen before. Like those things are going to get tricky. But I think the way that the enemy has taught them so far this offseason um, and so far in training camp, I think that he's going to be prepared. And in and in, in, and in his preparation is going to be able to prepare Sam Howe in that offense. Um, again, does that mean a a, a potent offense? I, I don't I don't think so. I don't know. It, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't say it's impossible. Um, like they have the weapons here, right? And, and I think that Cole Turner showing out in the preseason um, is something that I feel like is uh, very substantive. Because I've been calling that shit out since last year, like I, I, I just been waiting for him to, to to stay on the field. So for Cole Turner, I think having a tight end present, regardless of what the hell Logan Thomas is doing, y'all know I'm not that I'm not that big a fan of Logan. Like it is what it is. But for Cole Turner to show out and really take that place of a, a receiving threat as as a tight end who can line up in multiple places and not just in line, right? Um, I think that's very encouraging for this offense because they needed it. And I think that the enemy is going to be able to find find a way to get Cole Turner involved often. Um, Hawk asked us about the screen game. Um, I, I think that's one of the biggest question marks because the screen game hasn't been that great in preseason. Um, and they still have two weeks to work on it. Uh, but so far, like if you haven't got it done to this point, I mean, obviously you can get better during the season. Like it's not over. But in terms of week one readiness, I don't know if they're going to be there just yet. Um, and it's not just the offensive line. It's it's everything. Hulk. It, it comes down to timing from your receivers. I mean, excuse me. Yeah, your receivers, your offensive line to your running backs, like the depth in which they get to their screen, uh, their landmarks on the screen. Um, it doesn't just start with offensive line and end and, and with them either. So, like, I, I really am encouraged by the offense. Um, and I think that was the biggest question mark heading into the season. I don't think that the defense is in a point where I'm concerned yet. I know that they've been mixing and matching on that side of the ball this entire preseason. Um, and 
I think my biggest concern, and I said this last week when we were on the show, my biggest concern is really Cody Barton. Like that's literally that's literally it right now. Cody Barton. I'm not worried about Quan. Quan's not gonna be seeing the field that much. Um now Kendall Fuller, I don't know what's going on with him because he's been hurt and he ain't been seeing no time on the field. And y'all already know how I feel about Kendall too. <laughs> that's scary. All right. And 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 if all those fails, you put Ben outside because Kendall can't do anything. But I think your top three are gonna be seeing the field a lot, and that's gonna be Ben, Kendall, and 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 uh Emmanuel. Like everybody else after that, they are who they are. So um there there's a lot that I think this defense is gonna be able to show in terms of like their readiness in week one. Um, I, I think the concerns right now isn't overblown, but I do think it's to the point where it's like um it, it shouldn't be uh on a scale of one to ten it shouldn't be higher than a three uh that's kind of where i'm at uh but yeah i'm actually i'm actually encouraging that doesn't mean the wins increase i just think that you're seeing a team that's that's probably going to be competitive in in majority of their games if not all of them and we say that a lot but i i think i really do mean it (laughs) i think i do but I was going to say, you know, the good thing about that model is we're going to find out early what they are. I mean, we have a gauntlet after that Cardinals game. But that's why I say I keep saying that this game, you know, a lot of fans don't want to hear this. But it's a must-win game because, I mean, I know a lot of fans like to say, well, you know, week one doesn't matter because you got 16 or 17 more weeks to go. You know, it's not going to define a season. But I'm like, if you can't go out there and handle the Arizona Cardinals but all of the momentum that you have right now, I mean, that place is going to be sold out. Like FedEx Field is going to look like it's never looked, you know, in a long time at least, you know, because – Jason Wright and them have already announced that the thing is sold out, you know, yeah, or standing room only left, mm-hmm. you know, so you, you have the fan base behind you. Everyone's happy that there's new times here. There's a new ownership on top of that. The Cardinals don't want to win, man. I mean, you've seen <laughs> the moves they made lately, you know, even with Colt McCoy, a lot of people say, Oh, well, that doesn't mean that, you know, they don't want to win because Colt isn't that good. No, Colt is at least good to get you six or seven wins in this league. Cardinals don't want six to seven wins in this league. Cardinals know that they want to move forward with Caleb Williams and Drake May. They're going to get one of those guys. So the Cardinals are really at this point don't even want to win. They're starting a quarterback against a defense who should be hungry, even though we have our concerns. But this is the perfect time for you to start fast as a defense. You know, with with, with the Cardinals are starting, it's inexperienced at the quarterback position. So if you do what you're supposed to do against them, you're, you may not learn too much because you can say, all right, well, they did what they were supposed to do, you know, but it was just the Cardinals. But then you got the Bills after that. You got the Eagles after that. I mean, that gauntlet is coming. You know, they're going to tell you a lot about this team and if they're ready to, you know, maybe take a step forward. So I can't wait, man. Um, Yeah, I think that's kind of – where is where is that comment I'm looking for? Oh, I think that's kind of the the – the, the one thing for all of us at this point, I can't wait for, for the season to start. Um, we're going to be back next Thursday for the game preview and then obviously post-game on Sunday right after the game. Um, Hawk asked us about uh, have we talked about Coach Rivera comments on wishing he played house sooner. I'm not going to lie to you, Hawk. I've seen it, and I had my thoughts on, on social media about it. Um, I think the one thing I'll say, because I said this when I was in Orlando, and I did that. 20 minute episode what do i what do i call it i have this counter um what is the counter that i call it i say ronda fucked up again but now new ownership is in place count um the the first one was his 
preseason comments on the enemy and the players. Um, and then you just add this one to the list. Like he admits that he that he wish he played uh that he he admits that he didn't know that Sam Howell was this good and, and, and that he wish he played um played him sooner. Um and it's ironic because in 2021 he said he watched all the tape and, and did all the analytics on Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz sucked. Um so uh I, I don't have to dwell on and on top of that, we've heard him say this a thousand times this offseason, Hawk. So I, I don't have a lot to add right now on that. I'm just adding everything that he says to the adding everything he says to the list, man. This is for new ownership to deal with. It out matter of time. Uh Dre already said it, man. We on we on cloud nine right now. This is a it's a season where I'm like, all right, man, you you keep talking the way you want to talk, right? I'm gonna just add everything that you say to the list, just like Josh Harris is gonna do, and just like he's gonna make a decision, especially if you ain't winning. Um, but yeah, that's that, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure Josh Harris and company like. So, what the hell do you do? Because <laughs> you don't you don't call the offensive plays, you don't call the defense, you don't do special teams. You obviously aren't evaluating the talent that's on your on your roster or paying attention to them in practice, whatever the case is. So, what the hell do you do? Like, I mean, it was clear as day, and and that's where that's where I got frustrated with the Sam Howell situation. Uh, week 17 against the Cowboys. It's like, bruh, you didn't even want to start this, man. Now, we fast forward this a month later, you're trying to tell me that he's the number one quarterback? Like, if Taylor Haneke doesn't vouch for it, you know, go ahead, let him start. Like, Taylor Haneke knew exactly what he was doing. Let him start so I don't risk myself getting injured and mess up my bag for the free agency. If, if Taylor Haneke doesn't do that, Sam Howe would be going into this year with no starts at all. Like put that put that in perspective. At the end of the day, like like we all know, man, this is this is his last rodeo and uh hope he enjoys his uh his his final lap. <laughs> not sure if he's gonna make it to all weeks or not, but this is definitely his final lap and him and his family can go settle back in Charlotte and uh enjoy the retirement home and, and money. But so, Agent, where do you go after that, though? I mean, I know, I mean, for me personally, like, I mean, I, I don't have any attachment to Ron Rivera. Like, Ron Rivera can go tomorrow and I'm fine. But, you know, if he's decent, I do feel like a majority of the fans here are just going to be like, oh, I mean, not, not to say decent, but what if they're good? What if they go to the playoffs this year? A majority of the fans are not going to give him credit at all. You know, they're going to say, hey, you know, he had Eric Bieniemy call a plays. That's the only reason he's good. Like, would you ever give him that credit, AJ? No. Uh, <laughs> the reason why I will not give him that credit is because he stuck with Scott Turner for so long, even though we could see from day one that this offense was not going to work with what they had personnel wise, whatever. A lot of people kept saying, oh, he doesn't have a quarterback. He doesn't have a quarterback. Well, you still got to design plays. Nobody's open on plays like the. This, the scheme didn't work. The play calling together didn't work. Like the connected play calling didn't work. Then they sold us They sold us this idea of getting Ryan Fitzpatrick. He didn't get the play because he got hurt. So now we're forced to watch bums. Then we we acquired Carson Wentz. Now, oh, they're going to push the, the ball downfield. No, we've seen them dropping Carson Wentz back in, in A-step drops for no reason. Like, and getting sacked. So it's just like, I, I feel like if the offense wasn't 
getting criticized by the players so much, you probably would see Scott Turner still here. I think it just fell in his lap. You know, luckily that Eric Bieniemy needed an, another opportunity. He needed an opportunity outside of Kansas City to kind of prove his value, which is is, is insane. But you know, it kind of just fell in his lap because I mean, look at the people he was even interviewing. Like, I think if I'm not mistaken, if Eric Bieniemy didn't take the job, the next off the the next person up was going to be Pat Shermer, who is terrible. Yeah. I know. Who is terrible. So it's just like, I, I'm just ready for the Ron Rivera era to be but, over. And, and for me to kind of, I guess, to answer the question, I, sometimes you just need to put a muzzle on Ron. I mean, because Ron just, you know, he kinda, <laughs> and I and I kind I can see what he's doing, you know, in a sense, even in this situation with Sam Howe. You want to say yeah. I mean, he's forgetting. He he wants you to kind of forget that they didn't have the same confidence in Sam this year. And in the same token, what he's also doing is trying to build Sam up. But it's like he's sticking his foot in his mouth to try to raise him up as well. You know, because he, he's hyping Sam. What he wants you to believe is that, oh, this guy's good. We made a great decision on giving him the job this year. Like, you're going to see this. You see this. You know, but he's going back. You know, when you go back in time you never felt like Ron had that confidence because if he had that confidence, he wouldn't have had to be reminded by Taylor Heineke to start saying about the last game of the season, you know? So, you know, in, in the comments about, I don't know, again, it's like Ron that has no self-awareness to the fact that that actually makes you sound worse than you think, you know, it isn't as smart that those words that's coming out of your mouth is as smart as you think. But again, I mean, sometimes you just have to just take it, you know, Ron for what it is because Ron sometimes doesn't come off as the best communicator, you know, like you can see what he's trying to do, but at the same time, breath, like just just stop because you're just, just digging stop. yourself in. You prefer the hole, you know, and that's what he's been doing a lot of times. But again, also, like we don't need for you to hype Sam Howell up right now. Because if you hype Sam Howell up, we're just going to look at you as, oh, you're doing this again. You tried the same thing with Carson Wentz, and that didn't happen. And, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and that didn't happen. But, like, stop over delivering i mean we'll stop over that's under and delivering you know because we're, we're not getting deliveries yet like wait just wait you know just let let it happen first before we you know can go back and you know we can say hey ron you keep saying this you keep promising these, these things but it keeps backfire just let it happen but he's trying to hype it up too much stop promising just let it happen but it's like do you think your do you think your player is weak or something like why why do you feel like you need to coddle certain players like just let them play you know if he could play he could play there's nothing that you need to say to us like why are you trying to prove a point to the public versus just letting him just go out there and ball like because you just make yourself look stupid you too much me? pressure like, too you're putting way too much pressure on sam yeah. at this point you know the expectations are raised now because ron really thinks he's the guy again you know, so now we're going to expect Sam Howe to be the guy. I mean, most people were going to do that anyway. You know, people just love Sam Howe. But now the expectations are raised and fingers are going to be really pointing at Ron if this doesn't work. Yeah, I think for me, I, I wouldn't. I, if there's one thing that came out of this that you really focus on um, is that the, the the trick that he tried to pull that we're used to locally or that some of us are some of us can see through um like the national media finally picked up on it and like they picked up on it with new ownership in place too like like you've been doing it for the last couple years and like now they see like 
what AJ said earlier, if if you if you're the head coach and you didn't know he was this good and you wish you'd have played him sooner, what the hell were you doing? Um, that's a bad whether whether it's true or not, that's a bad perception for the national media to have because now everybody didn't pick up on it. Um, and that's that. Any final any final words on on roster, uh anything like that? Uh like I said, everybody that's checked in, appreciate everybody who's watching. Uh, we will be back Thursday, next Thursday for the pregame or preview show. Um, and then Sunday, immediately post game. Uh, but fellas, I get all the floor. Anything else? Dre man, you should look, you should have went out to uh Little Columbia for with, with, with AJ for like a, a week, bro, and, and, and live that live that live that life of, of a king, bro. You know what I'm saying? He bro, was out there a whole month. I might have to go there one day with AJ because AJ be out there living, bro. I can't he, wait to get I know out he there. Know, I, know, I know he know where to go. Hey man, let's let's, let's do it. Let's pull up. You feel me? I hey, you know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm gonna have to one day. We want next next time you go out there for a month, AJ. I promise I'm coming out there at least for a couple days, maybe maybe man. a week. It don't even have to be for a month. It could just be a couple days, like like you just said. Like, man. hey, just pop up. Like, we figure we figure it out. It's definitely a vibe, man. Uh, definitely a vibe all the way. Hundred P. Hundred P. Hey, look at Jake, man. Here, oh, I ain't even gonna speak on def- it. Definitely not. And 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 even <laughs> if I was, I don't know. I don't know if you call the little the little amount that is ass tricking. So. <laughs> there it is, man. That's how we end this show, baby. That's how we end the show, man. Look, hey, everybody be safe. Appreciate everybody who watch, man. At this point, man. Appreciate everybody who watch from start to finish as well. We definitely appreciate y'all. Uh, like, subscribe, all oh, that good oh, stuff. Oh, oh, before we get out of here, because y'all the gamblers, college football full steam back this week. What's good? Hey, tomorrow, man. I hey, I ain't on Friday. I'll have everything by Friday. There it is. Cause I ain't like. I had a bad uh, look. I had a bad week zero though. Fuck week zero. I cannot stand week zero. You know, I because week zero you don't know what anybody can do. Yeah, you just want to bet just because college football on you want something to watch. So I'm bouncing back. I'm one. glad you said that. I didn't bet the first yeah. two three weeks of college football last week. So I'm, I mean last year. So I'm gonna do the same thing. Today I watched. I watched. I watched Caleb Williams uh, over the weekend. Man, it was a uh, that USC team is pretty interesting. They turned up. And I didn't know he had that strong of an arm when he did that little. Man, that he's boy, beast. that he's boy can play, dog. Like he can play. He Patrick it's, Mahomes Jr. I, I like, yeah, like he he got like a laser and the quick twitch is insane. But I like that number one branch. Oh, he gonna be a problem. Oh yeah, they got a number one wide receiver too. But Caleb Williams, before we get up out of here, DC's own baby, Gonzaga DC's High School. Home. I didn't go to Gonzaga, but we you know we we claim our own around here. You know what I'm saying? And he's okay. also a noted Washington Commanders fan. Too bad we'll never have him play, but he's a he's nah a Drake. You like player. you like Drake May, so keep I like <laughs> I love Drake May. Hey, I'm hey, you could do two. You know what I'm saying? Pause. Whoa, that, yeah. <laughs> hey, go ahead. <laughs> y'all be safe. We out of here, man. Appreciate y'all watching. <laughs> <laughs> Watch him throw the ball, we gon' pick it off. You gon' let him hit the hole or you gon' cut it off. You gon' play through fourth and long or you gon' punt it off. Your defenders have you hit us, put your pads in. Don't be looking for the ref to throw no flags in. Keep the helmet on, keep the cleats tight. You the type to want to win by any means, right? You should look alive, this is Trap or Dive.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.